Hello and welcome to the Fearless in Love podcast, the show that will help you transform your relationship by first transforming you. My name is Hannah and I'm a relationship anxiety coach and breathwork facilitator, but I've also come out of the other side of relationship anxiety myself. Now that I'm looking through a lens of clarity, I am here to help you experience deep love and connection, not only with your partner, but in every area of your beautiful life. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome to our first episode of 2024. That is so crazy to say. I can't wait for the things that we do with Healing with Han in 2024. It's going to be huge. This podcast is going to continue every single week. I'm so glad that you have been loving it so much and the feedback we've gotten has been amazing. So we're just going to go full steam ahead and I'm going to try to get back to all of the podcast requests and make it really curated for what you need and what you ask for. So going on that theme, a very requested topic has been attraction. A lot of people have been asking me, So please talk about what to do if you're not feeling attracted to your partner or if attraction is lacking. And since this is such a normal fear, by the way, it's a very normal fear, I thought we got to talk about it. So that is our topic for today. So as I was taking notes for this episode, I was actually blown away because there are so many factors that come into play when creating this attraction. And I could probably talk about this topic for hours on end. And so I narrowed it down to the most important ones. But what I first want to cover is the fact that a lot of people have this warped perception of what attraction should look like in a relationship. And it's not our fault because from a young age... We've been inundated with movies, TV shows, songs, a whole bunch of different things in the media that tell us you should constantly be completely attracted to your partner, ready to throw yourself on them at any time. It should always be extremely passionate and if you don't feel that way, then it means that there's something wrong and you need to break up. And that could have been the start of some of your relationship anxiety where you realize, wait a second, I'm not feeling attracted to him 24-7 or we're going through a certain thing and I'm not feeling attracted to him right now. Does that mean I need to break up with him? And then the breakup fear starts and then that's how we go through the relationship anxiety rabbit hole, if you will. But I am here to tell you, you do not have to be attracted to your partner 24-7. And in fact, I believe that it is impossible in a long-term relationship to be attracted 24-7, at least in the way that social media and our society tells us we should be. So that's one misconception out of the way. Another common fear is people in long-term committed relationships look to people who are in the honeymoon phase and they think, wait a second, my friend and her new boyfriend over there are all over each other and they're so attracted to each other and she's telling me all about it and I don't feel as attracted to my boyfriend Jimmy over here. 
I want to be more attracted to Jimmy, just like those two are. It must mean that there's something wrong with me or there's something wrong with Jimmy. But in reality, attraction changes as your relationship matures. And something I want to make clear is it doesn't mean, all of this doesn't mean that you have to settle for a relationship that is boring and no attraction in your relationship. I'm not asking you to settle for a lack of attraction forever, but I am telling you that it's normal. It's less of a prerequisite, something that you should just have automatically, and something for you to work towards. So when you look at those couples that have just met and they're all over each other, or maybe you see that on a TV show, remember, first of all, you are not expected to be like that right now because they've just met each other and they're completely focusing on all of the amazing parts of each other and they have yet to be introduced to the boring parts of a relationship or the more negative sides of each other. When you're in the honeymoon phase, you're very narrowed in on all of the positive aspects that your partner has. And that's a good thing. It makes sense that when you're focusing that way that you would feel more attracted. And it's actually something that you can get back into. I'm a huge advocate for the belief that the honeymoon phase doesn't have to end. I think that the honeymoon phase will stop and start a lot of times in a healthy relationship, in the life cycle of a healthy relationship, depending on what season you're in, depending on how you are doing personally, how your partner is doing personally, and depending on all of these factors that I'm about to get into. So as I get into the first factor of what influences our level of attraction, I want you to think about what the word attraction actually means. The word attraction means that two different things or different people are being pulled in the similar direction. They're being pulled together. And when I think about that, the image that comes to mind is two magnets being pulled together. You know those little rock magnets? I don't know if you had those as a kid where it's like a whole bunch of stacked up little magnets and they stick together really, really hard. And I used to even put one on either side of my hand and they would be able to stick through my hand like magic. The reason that those types of magnets stick together so strongly is because they're both opposite types of magnets. I hope that that's actually a true fact. (laughs) That's what I've always thought. Okay, I actually just paused this to look it up because I didn't want to sound like a fool talking about magnets. And here's what it says online. When will magnets attract or repel each other? The rule to remember is that opposites attract. Every magnet has both a north and a south pole. When you place the north pole of one magnet near the south pole of another magnet, they are attracted to one another. This is how I like to look at masculine and feminine energy. Again, this is probably an entire podcast episode that I can record for you, but if your masculine and your feminine energies, his masculine and your feminine are out of balance, it'll be hard to feel attracted to each other. And this is something that I learned very late. I didn't realize that there should be that difference. For some reason, I had it in my head that your partner should be the same as you and that 
it's kind of like you're twins and you have all the same interests. And then when I realized this idea of polarity and the fact that masculine and feminine energies are so different but they fit together so well, it changed everything for me because I realized I was trying to change my partner or I was condemning my partner for things that were completely normal and things that were masculine, which are actually good things. And then on the other side, I was acting very much out of my masculine energy in order to keep myself safe and protect myself. That's usually what happens is we have feminine energy inside of us. Everybody has both, by the way, but people either lean more towards the masculine or more towards the feminine. So anyways, we develop what's known as this, quote, masculine shield, where because we are not feeling safe, because we are feeling anxious, perhaps because we have relationship wounds from our past, instead of being surrendered and open to receiving, which is the trademark of the feminine, we become controlling or more aggressive with our words, demanding, assertive, which aren't bad things, but if they are overdone, then it either causes conflict between the man and the woman, or it can push the man more into his feminine side because there's always this balance of those two energies. And so what happens is we're being controlling and nitpicking and pushing him to be different and then he becomes more feminine and we're like, wait a second, why aren't you showing up for me? Why aren't you planning dates? Why aren't you being assertive? It's because you are assuming that role and there's no space for him to be that way when you are in that masculine position. So what I had to do is I had to realize, wait a second, I actually like it when he leads. I actually like it when he shows up for me in a masculine way. And if I want him to show up in that way more, I need to get to the place where I feel safe and I feel comfortable letting go, trusting him, and letting him in, really letting him in. Not just showing him my anxiety and my fear and my worries, but showing him the sensitive, vulnerable parts of me. And like I said, I could talk about this for like a, five more episodes, and I, I probably will speak a lot more on this in the future. But what I would say if you're just learning about this for the first time is work on regulating your nervous system so that you are able to trust your man and let him in and let him take a bit more control in the relationship so that you can rest in your feminine and that attraction will grow. When I think back to the times that I've been the most attracted to my partner and we've just had this really great thing going on is when we are both honoring our natural energies. Like I'm honoring my feminine, he's honoring his masculine. And I'm letting him lead and I'm not controlling him or micromanaging him or nitpicking him. And he is taking the lead and stepping up for me and feeling like a man, feeling like the man in the relationship. Now, what I really want to emphasize, because I know that you have relationship anxiety, probably if you're listening to this, is that you do not have to go and change your partner overnight or change yourself overnight and flip the switch and all of a sudden completely get 
this masculine feminine thing down so that you can increase your attraction. It's going to be a work in progress. Neither of you are going to be perfect because if you're listening to this, there's a chance that it has been out of balance for a little bit of time. New things take time. This is a new concept that I'm teaching you. And you don't need to run and think that I need to break up with my partner because he's not masculine enough or because he doesn't make me feminine enough or whatever thoughts may come into your head around this topic. Because I remember when I first learned about it, I also had some of those thoughts of like, oh, but I'm not feminine. I'm not feeling safe enough because he's not acting masculine enough and he needs to change that. But the main effort that needs to be done here is working on your side of the street so that you feel safe enough for him to be in his masculine. Because I actually think that to somebody that's experiencing anxiety, it can actually be really dysregulating to be around someone who's super masculine. I actually kind of prefer my partner to be more on the feminine side when I'm super dysregulated because I need a little bit more reassurance and to be spoken to in a softer, gentler tone. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with any of this. It's just something that you get to keep in mind and slowly start to shift as you work towards nervous system regulation, which is our next factor to increasing attraction. Arguably the most important factor to attraction because, like I said, it's going to be pretty much impossible to be in your feminine energy when you are dysregulated. When you're in survival mode, You're not allowing yourself to surrender and open your heart and receive. I want you to think about this for a second. Can you imagine if you were being chased by a tiger or a bear and your partner was there and as you're running, you look and you see your partner running too and in your head you're like, wait a second, why am I not feeling attracted to him right now? Adrenaline's pumping, there's sweat pouring down your face, you're terrified and you're like, Yeah, 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 whatever. I'm being chased by a bear, but why am I not feeling attracted to Jimmy right now? Jimmy's our honorary member of this podcast episode. Of course you wouldn't think that because that's not your body's number one priority when you're in that state of nervous system dysregulation, when you're in a fight or flight state. When you're in a fight or flight state, your body isn't even digesting. Like your all of your blood goes to your limbs so that you can run or fight off a predator. And so if your body's not even focused on digesting your food properly, then of course it's not going to be thinking about helping you be attracted to your partner and mating, which really is what attraction is linked to. It's like, no, like, girl, like mating can wait. (laughs) Attraction can wait. We need to deal with the bear that is attacking us right now and we need to survive. And that's usually what I say when people come to me and they're like, I'm so anxious, I have such bad anxiety, but I'm not feeling attracted to my partner, what do I do? I'm like, okay, the first line of business here is showing your body that you are safe, that it's safe to be in this relationship, and that there is not a threat. And you guys know I talk about this all the time. The reason that relationship anxiety is present, usually the bigger piece of the puzzle is that you have a relationship wound, a deeper relationship wound. It could be trauma, a belief, a memory from your past, usually from your childhood or from a past relationship that is clouding your judgment 
and making a part of you feel unsafe within the relationship. And until you're able to heal that part of you or let go of whatever relationship wound is keeping you in this cycle and in this anxious state, it'll be difficult to fully open up and feel 100% attracted. You might have glimpses of feeling super attracted or feeling really good or feeling in love, but then as soon as something happens that reminds you of that relationship wound, your body goes back into that survival state. And then you blame it on, well, maybe I'm with the wrong person. One thing that really triggered me, (laughs) to be completely honest, before I healed my relationship anxiety, back when I didn't know what relationship anxiety was, and it's also something that a few of you have brought up to me, is people who say that your body will actually reject another person if you're not meant to be with them. And reject meaning you won't feel attracted to them at all. So in case any of you have seen that before, heard that message before, I like to just put a little truth serum on that because it's something that can be really scary when you are in that state of relationship anxiety and then somebody tells you that, you're like, oh no, maybe it's because I'm not with the right partner, maybe they're right. What I think is that yes, that's probably true in some cases when people are with toxic partners that are not for them. However, if you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance that you're with a healthy, good person. And the fact that you aren't feeling attracted isn't because of that. It's because you have relationship anxiety. So like I always say, my content is for women who are in safe, secure relationships with good people. And it does not reply to toxic or abusive relationships of any kind. I just wanted to make that clear and get that out of the way because yes, I'm sure that does happen, but I don't think that if you have relationship anxiety, that is something that you should be overthinking. It's much more likely if you're with a safe person, like I said, that you're not feeling attracted because of one of these many different factors that influence our attraction. So you might be wondering, how do I regulate my nervous system then? And I talk about this all of the time. For me, the main thing is that deeper work, healing those relationship wounds, because as long as you are replaying the past over and over and over again, and you have yet to let go of the deeper things in your body-mind system that are keeping you stuck, when you do the other tools to start regulating yourself, it's kind of just going to be like putting a band-aid over the problem, which isn't a bad thing. I think that, you know, band-aids are useful when you're healing a deeper wound for sure, but you need both. And then the more band-aid solutions that I do recommend as well are things like having a daily practice, like a meditation practice, breath work in the moment of feeling anxious, exercise, moving your body, cold therapy, learning how to reassure yourself in your head, giving yourself a hug. There's tons of little things that you can do in the moment to help regulate. And some of those things like breath work and the meditation are actually kind of a hybrid of self-soothing and then also deeper work because you are interrupting the pattern and you are building out new neural pathways teaching yourself how to handle different triggers or different situations in a different way. So just remember, those are very, very important and very impactful. Another factor that is so important to consider when you're thinking about attraction is your energy levels. 
When you are exhausted and you're feeling sleep deprived, attraction is not going to be top of mind for your body-mind system. It's just like when you're dysregulated and keeping yourself safe is your number one priority. When you're tired, your body's number one priority is getting rest and recharging and refueling and doing all of those super important tasks that happen while we're asleep. And another thing that goes hand in hand with energy levels is your hormones. Your hormones are going to play a giant role in your levels of attraction. Even if you think about different times of the month, if you're a woman, there are four different cycles that you go through. You have your luteal phase, your menstrual phase, your ovulation phase, and your follicular phase. And during each one of those four cycles throughout 30 days or one month or however long your cycle is, your attraction levels are going to be going up and down. And when I'm even thinking about it here, the phase that we're known to have our attraction at its peak, at its highest level, is the ovulation phase, which just so happens to be the shortest phase of the month. That is a phase where your body's like, okay, we're ready. We're ready to get pregnant and attraction is important here. But during the other phases, your body is doing different things. It's getting prepared in different ways and attraction isn't top of mind. So two things that you can do with this knowledge. Number one, taking care of your energy levels and your hormones. Getting a good night's sleep, prioritizing your sleep schedule, which for me means not going on my phone an hour before I go to sleep. That's very important. Balancing your hormones could look different for everybody. I am on a hormone journey right now and it's a struggle. I've had to hire people to help me figure it out and I still don't 100% have it figured out. But one thing that I will say is that when I'm bloated, I am not feeling attraction. That is one big thing. When I'm feeling bloated and sluggish and gross, it's like all I want to do is curl up in a ball and I don't even care what my partner's doing. (laughs) That sounds terrible, but it's true. So do the things that you can to balance these things out, but also know that it's normal for attraction to ebb and flow because of these very prominent factors. And you don't know what's going on with every other person in your life. They could be going through this as well. They could be going through different seasons. They could have different hormone levels going on and they're not feeling attracted to their partners either. I think a lot of the times we think that when we're going through something like this, we're the only ones. And it's because it's something that people don't talk about. It's a taboo subject. And just because people aren't talking about it doesn't mean that it's not happening to a lot of people around you. Our next factor, which is very, very, very important, is how confident you are feeling about yourself because the way that we feel about ourselves is often reflected onto the people around us. When I'm feeling really bad about myself and insecure, I look for the worst in other people too. When I'm feeling super confident and alive and happy with myself and my life, I automatically pick out the best in other people. So when I was at my lowest self-esteem wise and I was super insecure, I remember looking at my partner in a completely different way and seeing him kind of the same way that I was seeing myself. And then I went on this huge journey of raising my self-esteem and my confidence levels and that took a whole bunch of different things and again that can be in a whole podcast of itself but it transforms the way that I see my partner. I no longer look at him like you need to fill me up, you need to show me how amazing I am and If you mess up or you say something the wrong way, then I'm going to take it personally and I'm going to feel bad about myself. That is not his job anymore. 
now that I have this deeper sense of worthiness, when I'm around him, I'm not constantly analyzing what he's doing and trying to figure out how he feels about me or if he's good enough. I'm just good. I'm just living in the present moment, enjoying myself. And because I'm able to be in my body and live in the present moment and recognize how great I am, there's a lot more space for attraction to come in. Because attraction happens in your body, not in your mind. It doesn't happen when you're overthinking and you're dealing with intrusive thoughts and you're trying to figure out if he loves you or you're trying to figure out if he's good enough. Those are all things that shut down attraction. And it's not something to panic over if that's you right now. It just means that, okay, now I know why I'm not feeling attracted. Perfect. I don't have to worry about that anymore. I can check that off my worry list for the day and I can instead use that energy into working on myself so that I am able to be present with him and so that I am able to fill my own cup and already feel confident when I go into situations with him and I am able to see the good in him instead of constantly picking out his flaws in order to keep me safe. And then once you're in your body and you're living in the present moment and you're looking for the good in him, what happens is all of that pressure is taken away. All of the pressure for him to be perfect or for you to be perfect or to figure out how much he loves you or how great you are or whatever. And it just gets to be fun. Desire and attraction, those are things that come when we're having fun and when we're enjoying ourselves. So it's something that you actually really get to look forward to as you expand your capacity for enjoying life and being happy around him and being lighthearted and playful and funny and not taking everything so seriously. Anxiety makes us take things so seriously and it's such a weight off your shoulders when you realize that you don't need to do that anymore because you're safe and you're okay and all of the different parts of you feel safe and feel okay. So here's a question for you before we wrap this up. If you're worried that I'm not feeling attracted to him all of the time, I will ask you, do you feel attractive all of the time? I don't know about you, but I don't feel attractive 100% of the time, (laughs) especially when I'm not 100% there mentally, especially when I'm bloated or when I'm in a different phase of my period or when I'm in my head and I'm worried about something. And that is okay. I'm able to take the pressure off and be like, you know what? I'm not feeling attractive right now. I'm not feeling like my best self. I'm not feeling high on life right now, so of course I'm not feeling attracted. Or of course that's not top of mind right now. It's not something I have to worry about or freak out about or worry that it's a reason that I have to break up with my partner. It's just a signal for me to pay attention to that there's something going on within me that I need to work on. Or maybe there's a relationship thing going on where you guys haven't been as connected lately or you've had more arguments lately. And it's something that you need to work on together as a team. And that's okay too. It's just a sign that something is off balance. It's kind of like when you are in your car and the brake light goes on. If you know me, (laughs) I don't know much about cars. I am just now getting my license extremely late. Actually, I have my driver's test tomorrow. So wish me luck if you listen to this podcast before then. But What I think happens in my head is your brake light goes on and then you know that there's something wrong with your brakes and you go and you get them fixed. So when you notice that you're not feeling as attracted or as connected or as close, 
It's not that there's something gravely wrong with the relationship. Like when your brake lights go on, you're not like, shoot, I need to throw out my entire car and, and take it to the dump and get rid of it. It's just an indicator that, oh, something needs to be looked at. Something needs to be tweaked. So I'll take the necessary action, I'll take it to the mechanic, and then it'll be back to normal. You can treat attraction in your relationship in the same exact way where you're not panicking, you're just looking within at, okay, what is out of balance right now? What needs a little tweak? Is there something that I even need to tweak? Or am I just feeling tired? Or am I just hormonal? And maybe my body needs rest. All right, I hope that this episode has been super helpful and taken that weight off your shoulders around attraction, taking a bit of the pressure off. I love and appreciate every single one of you. And I will see you next week. Bye, guys.